Our top story is what was said today by the top doctor of this province making an announcement about asymptomatic testing or uh, rapid testing, rather, for kids in schools and problem areas. I'm not, I'm not going to focus on that. What I want to focus on more is medical exemptions. This came at the end of the press conference. I don't think it's making as much news as it should today. This is what Dr. Moore had to say about medical exemptions. I've heard, uh, let's say through hockey leagues and or through uh, uh, employers, of, of a 1% to 2% uh, medical exemption rate. Uh, to me, that does seem high. Uh, and we have to have uh, physicians and nurse practitioners better aware of what the true medical exemptions are. Mm, mm, a lot to unpack there. He's getting first of all. He's getting his stats from a from a hockey beer league. What the? How many of you people in here have got a medical ex- hands up? Oh, okay, one percent. That's not good. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the top doc says, you know what? Maybe doctors and nurses should understand a little better what a medical exemption is. To talk more about that, I'm pleased to welcome back to the program Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, who's a family physician, vaccine researcher, and somebody who does not hand out willy-nilly medical exemptions. Welcome, doctor. Many thanks for having me back. Okay, so do you think doctors and nurses need to be better educated? I think we're seeing a conflation here of issues. One, yes, Can we be better educated? There's always space for better learning, 100% of the time, never mind COVID. But the other thing that I worry about are doctors or nurses who are actually vaccine hesitant themselves. And could we be seeing, in fact, a reflection of vaccine hesitancy on the part of the medical profession? Let's not overstate this. This is a very tiny minority, but it certainly exists. And I think that's deeply concerning. I think like in everything we do medically, people have an expectation of doctors. Check your baggage at the door. Do not bring your baggage into the room. Patients are not seeing you for your personal views, but rather for your scientific representation. And I'm concerned. If the number is, in fact, as high as 1%, that's a super concerning number. Because in my own practice of hundreds and hundreds of patients, I have seen all of zero contraindications so far. Now, that's not to say they don't exist, but I just say that I haven't seen any, nor statistically would you expect a doctor to see it. But that that probably has not stopped people from asking, doctor, to to have one. Oh, you're telling me? Yes, I have been asked. I've been asked because these are generally vaccine-hesitant individuals who have reasonable concerns and are voicing those concerns and saying, gosh, I don't want to lose my job or potentially change my job or potentially be subjected to repeated testing. You know, so I think we need to address these for what they are. Stop putting up the barriers. And, you know, I, I can't stand this. It's what I, it, I, that just I can't stand. I'm, I, I want to pull back on that. I want to say that I find it deeply concerning that we see an us versus them developing. We are all in this together. There is no us versus them. Iris Gorfinkel is not anti-anti-vaxxer. Let's start with the commonalities that we have. We all want to save lives. We want to prevent unnecessary hospitalizations. Vaccines do that. Can that be our starting point? Can we talk about, you know, the best way to get to the best health? Because I think ultimately that's what everybody has in mind. 
So I think holding on to that commonality is way more important than stoking some kind of fire of us versus them, which is I find very concerning. Well, but let's go back to the assumption that we are at 1%, and, and I take into consideration that it wasn't a scientific study that the doctor was was quoting there. But if that is the case, we have already seen in the province of Ontario the College of Physicians and Surgeons move in and strip at least one doctor of any rights to prescribe all kinds of things and said that his his behavior was um, was damaging to his own patients. Do we need better oversight? Is it we, we need better oversight of physicians and who is actually handing out these medical exemptions? Well, it's not easy for even a GP to hand it out because what what there are those checks and balances in place, and I think they're they're very reassuring. Actually, it's not the, on the basis of what one doctor thinks, one GP, one family doctor. It actually takes and requires a specialist to say yes, they do have this allergy. You know, so there's a special form. It's got to be done, you know, formally by the allergist, by the immunologist. So, And how do they get to the allergist or immunologist? The GP has to do it. So in essence, you have two doctors, two independent opinions, saying this person is exempt from getting it. The number of people who have true allergies to the components of the vaccine are extremely few. And the government realizes that. So if they see a mismatch... You know, 1%, that seems like a gross overrepresentation. That's a signal that should be listened to. Because ultimately, if we're to get to 90% to achieve herd immunity, that 1% can make a big difference. You know, we don't want to just ignore it or discount it. And moreover, it sends the wrong messaging to other people who may ask for exemptions, knowing full well that they don't qualify. Two members of the PC caucus, there are 70 of them, Two of them have medical exemptions. Does that raise a flag to you? Yeah, that to me is it's it's a red flag. That's not to say that people don't win the six forty nine. It's possible, <laughs> you know. But let's 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 look at it. I mean, if the likelihood of one, you know, if one person having an allergy is just say one in I don't know, I'm guessing, I don't know this number, one in ten thousand, the chance of Two people within a small group having it are, are like double that. One in 10,000 times one in 10,000. That's what you're dealing with. Like you're dealing with an extremely low probability. Hmm. So I don't know. I'm not pointing any fingers, but I am saying that it does. it's worth to ask the question. Like does lightning strike twice in one place? That's essentially the question. Does it? Yes, I suppose it can in, a, in the right storm, but in the exact same place? Question mark. Dr. Gorfinkel, thank you again for your time. Always great to talk with you. Many thanks. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. That is Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, who's a family physician, a vaccine researcher, and somebody who knows a great deal about what really is a medical exemption.